And welcome to WDW Radio Live. I am Lou Mangello, and this is the WDW Newscast for Wednesday, February 20th, 2013. I'm here to have you help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic, both with this live show, the audio podcast, my videos, the WDW Radio blog, live events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything, including the new free WDW Radio iPhone app, over at WDWRadio.com. Uh, I am excited once again for tonight's show. Had a great day today. Hope yours was good as well. Definitely going to look for the comments in the chat room. For those of you who are watching live in the box, very much want you to be a part of this week's and every week's newscast. So let's get right into this week's Walt Disney World news. Over in Disney's Animal Kingdom, coming later on this spring, the Disney Parks blog announced that Mickey and Minnie are going to help you sort of um, join in their explorations over at Disney's Animal Kingdom in the all-new Adventurer's Outpost. It's going to be home for sort of all of your globe-trotting Disney friends. You could meet old friends and new friends as they get ready to set off on their next adventure. It's an indoor gathering place where you can meet not just Mickey and Minnie, but some other characters as well, too. You can still go over to Camp Minnie Mickey for now and be able to meet some other Disney friends there as well as uh, get to see the Festival of the Lion King as well too. Uh, interesting that they've created this adventurous out outpost outside of Camp Minnie Mickey. I'm wondering if this is starting, is starting to paint the picture of where Avatar Land, or as I like to term it, Pandora, is going to be. I'm wondering if people who are either watching live or watching this on the blog or on, on YouTube, or even if you're listening to the podcast, uh, have your feelings about Avatar Land or Pandora changed at all as time has sort of started to getting away? Certainly when Avatar Land was announced, there was a flurry of excitement, both positive and a bit skeptical. Uh, I am one who has implicit trust in Disney and James Cameron, fantastic storytellers, each in their own right. Collectively, I think it's a great marriage. I think Avatar Land is not going to be about Avatar the movie, but about the land, the people, and the beauty of Pandora. I think it's obviously potentially going to go where Camp Minnie Mickey is now. I would expect Festival of the Lion King to be moved to another venue, but definitely stay at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And I imagine what those bioluminescent lights and trees and plants and flowers in Pandora can look like, especially at night. And this may be sort of the gateway to getting Disney's Animal Kingdom, not just to be the quote-unquote full-day park, but a park that you can enjoy and explore at night. Some people in the box still saying, no, they're, they're not really sold on the idea of Avatar. While Karen Story says, look, I like anything that provides growth for the parks. Animal Kingdom would be great with a whimsical aspect. I agree wholeheartedly. Pin Trading Kitty Sarah says, Avatar Land is going to be a learning experience, and we do need to keep an open mind. I, I agree with you again, because remember, we've seen not only very little concept art, but we haven't seen anything in terms of what may be going away, what may be taken uh, out into to let, if anything, to let Pandora come in. Uh, Norm McCavey says, I think the park would be beautiful at night. Angie Yo says, I think it could add a lot to Disney's Animal Kingdom. A lot of people in the box talking about the nighttime aspect of what Pandora, I think, is going to bring in there. Uh, I, I think that's very much the case. I think that's why you're starting to see things like the characters, new um, indoor 
permanent or semi-permanent meeting places like um, the Adventurous Outpost in Discovery Island, which is going to open up this summer. I think that's why you're seeing those things starting to crop up. I think over the next few months, you're going to see additional changes as well as they start to prepare that land for what is going to be Pandora. Uh, moving over to the Magic Kingdom, a small but subtle but I think welcome and very, very helpful change. The Magic Kingdom is really trying to help you, the guest, not just with your fast pass times and your wait times and your ADR times. We've been talking at length about the My Disney Experience app, uh, how the My Magic Band and, and how all these things are going to save you time in long run, save you money. Well, they want to also help you save time with transportation as well too, because now they've just added wait time screen wait time screens for the express monorail and the ferry landing. So when you're leaving the Magic Kingdom and you're trying to decide what may be the best option, especially if you do have somewhere to go, if you do have an ADR, they do have wait times there, so you know monorails five minutes, ferries ten minutes. I'm a big fan of the ferry as much as I love the monorail. I think the ferry and the boat rides, especially some of the smaller boats to uh, the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian are almost like attractions in and of themselves. If you can ride on uh, the Richard F. Irvine or one of the other ferry boats, uh, that too is a nice experience. So subtle, small things like that that very much fly under the radar. I think this is Disney once again doing things to make our guest experience better that sometimes maybe they don't get credit for on places like Twitter and Facebook because it is a small, subtle, but very, very helpful change. People like box escape artists say they like knowing how long the wait time is, right? Not just for a restaurant, not just for an attraction, but even for the transportation modes as well, too. I expect that in the next few months, you're also going to see an expansion of that transportation line, especially over at the Magic Kingdom, probably with the bus service as well, too. You're going to see more buses. We're seeing the screens at the bus stations as well, really getting even much more efficient uh, than they already are. And more importantly, you have... Uh, a great idea when you're getting there, how much longer you are going to have to wait. Um, let's move from the Magic Kingdom. Uh, obviously, the conversation needs to turn to food and drink very, very quickly because first we had the announcement of Starbucks. And now Disney announced just yesterday that they've entered into a long-term strategic alliance with Joffrey's, the specialty coffee company, not just for Walt Disney World, but for Disneyland and the Disney Vacation Club properties. It is the uh, first real sort of corporate ally in the, in the coffee arena. Nescafe is being replaced, uh, we know for a long time, widely criticized in terms of the quality of the coffee. Uh, Joffrey's, you may or may not know, has actually been operating kiosks in Walt Disney World since 1995, places like the Transportation and Ticket Center, outside of Epcot, some of the smaller kiosks. Well, now you're going to have an expanded presence, not just at the dining locations, but at the resort hotels, also including quick service restaurants, and your in-room coffee service. So if you are one of these uh, coffee addicts that you like to have or you need to have a little bit of caffeine to help jumpstart your day and you were not a fan of Nescafe, you now have Joffrey's both in your room, throughout the resorts, and you're also going to have Starbucks as an option as well too. Joffrey's also said they're gonna, that they're going to be creating some unique special blends specifically for the Disney resorts. So you might see some additional theming, some, some changes maybe in titles of some of the coffees you're going to get too. Uh, I, people in the box I'm I see going by very, very quickly saying Joffrey's is uh, very, very good. It is currently served in some of the signature restaurants. Um, 
What will this do to the Starbucks locations? I don't think anything. I think they're mutually exclusive. Starbucks will be exclusively Starbucks. And I think the Joffrey's will be served in, in all the other non-Starbucks locations. Obviously, Nescafe is out at this point. I'm looking forward to seeing the Joffrey's uh, coffees and teas coming in uh, to the resorts as well. A lot of people saying coffee is very much an important part of their day. They like the fact that uh, it is being moved over. Um, somebody says it's not your average coffee. So a lot of people excited about Joffrey's coming in. And look, if you are not a fan of Starbucks, not everybody is. Um, some people find the coffee to be a little dark, maybe a little bit bitter. You now have other options. That's the key. You have other options in not what just what you eat, but what you drink as well, too. So let's move over to Epcot Center because the 20th Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival presented by HGTV is going to be held March 6th through May 19th at the Walt Disney World Resort. And one of the new features this year is the Land of Oz Garden. Obviously, uh, this new play area and garden is based on the Disney film Oz the Great and Powerful, which stars James Franco, Mila Kunis, Rachel Weisz, Michelle Williams, and Zach Braff. That opens in theaters just two days later on March 8th. Uh, and really what they're doing is not just to help create a buzz about the film, but kids love play areas like this. There's a yellow brick road and this interactive children's play area with carnival style games. It very much has sort of a, a circus theme to it. There's real flowers. There's uh, art glass uh, poppies. There's a, a play structure. And parents, more importantly, are going to be able to go into this area and relax as well. This uh, garden is going to appear for the complete run of the Epcot International Fa Flower and Garden Festival through May 19th. The flowers here and everywhere else are going to be completely updated throughout um, the entire uh, uh, festival, especially as time as it starts getting warmer in April. You're going to see the colors are going to change. The, the look and feel is going to change. And it is a great way to start getting excited about a movie that a lot of people are very excited about. Oz the Great and Powerful, which we know opens on May 8th. Uh, looking forward to see that. From what I understand, it is open now, sort of for soft opening. So if you are in Epcot this week or next week, you can definitely check out the new Oz-themed play area. And if you do, let me know what you and or your kids think about both the play area and the shaded areas for adults as well, too. Um, let's go over to, well, let's stay at the Epcot Flower and, and Garden Festival because this week the Disney Parks blog announced a, a new element to the Flower and Garden Festival, right? We've talked about how a lot of food and wine, a lot of elements from Food and Wine Festival, the most wonderful time of the year, are coming into Flower and Garden, uh, which excites a lot of people, especially those of us who are locals who get to go to festivals like this a lot. Well, now they've, um, they're introducing something as part of the Magic of Healthy Living Initiative to encourage younger guests to try new, exciting, and more importantly, healthy foods. It's called Disney Try It. And you can look for the Try It logo on a lot of diverse locations in the garden marketplaces and the festival center. Again, this runs from March 6th through May 19th. There's plenty of time to try a lot of different things. And the idea is to get your kids to try things that they may not try otherwise. So Chef Jens Dahlman, who's the executive chef for Epcot, said they're finding fun and interesting interesting ways to present things like frushi, which is fruit sushi. Uh, other dishes like the watermelon salad combine familiar fruits that kids love 
with some unusual tastes like arugula and feta cheese, so it makes it a whole new experience for kids. We actually have a blog post that uh, Christy Visaki uh, put on the WM Radio blog because she, as a parent like myself, very excited about the idea of there being small portion dishes that give kids the opportunity to try something without having to buy them a full-blown meal, a full dish. You can buy them something, and if you have multiple kids, all the kids can take a taste, right? It's like a food and wine festival, but for kids. They can get a small tapas-sized portion. You can buy one, and all the kids can sample it. There's things like beet lollipops, a wild berry slush, baked goat's brie with kumquat chutney, a lasagna primavera, potato pancakes with applesauce, spring pancakes with grilled chicken and green apples. What, forget the kids. I want to try these too. The watermelon salad, angel food cake with macerated Florida berries, ratatouille tart, Moroccan sweet pancake, Watercast Farms heirloom tomatoes with mozzarella, uh, vinegar, and basil. Uh, to learn more about Try It, go to the magic of Disney's Magic of Healthy Living website. I'll put it in this week's show notes. And come over to the blog. Um, I want you to see which of those you or your kids might be interested in trying because I think this Try It program, this Try It initiative is also going to not just be for the kids, but for the adults of set, uh, uh, as well. Um, people in the box are saying, so uh, Glenn, Dr. Turner says, watermelon salad sounds incredible. Paul, I agree with you. This is very much going to require a research trip uh, for the uh, for the adults as well as the kids. Um, so there's a lot of things I think to be really excited about, especially for this year's Flower and Garden Festival. You've got the food and wine aspect. You've got this Try It initiative for kids. And I like the fact that there is this synergy between the parks and the films in things like Oz, right? You've got this play area that gets kids excited. Uh, it gets adults excited for it as well, too. I know a lot of people who are in the box now are, are talking about um, – getting excited for the film, and I, for one, like things like the Avenger Rail, these kind of play areas, the Brave play area that was here last year. Uh, I think it's a great sort of mix and a mashup between two things, and, and it feels very organic to Flower and Garden Festival, too. Uh, speaking of blog posts, I also want to direct you over, for those of you who are watching live, you are in the box, as we like to call it. You are one of the box people, and I'd love for you to meet some of the other box people as well, too. A box person, regular McKenna, did a great blog post this week where you can meet some of your fellow box people, uh, get to know some of the regulars and the other parts, uh, the other members of the box people family. Be sure and check out the blog every day over at wdwradio.com. Lots of great updates there, lots of guest contributors. If you want to be a part of the blog, let me know as well. Always looking for uh, for more input and for you to be a very interactive and immersive part of the show. Don't forget, too, a lot of events coming up. Visit our events page. We've got uh, a meet of the month. Is Our next meet of the month is going to be in Walt Disney World the weekend of March 23rd. They have something special going on that weekend as well. Don't forget, too, tickets are now on sale for our event at the Walt Disney Family Museum on Saturday, April 13th. We are also going to Alani in July. I'm going to Toronto, New York City. Lots of events there and in Walt Disney World coming up. Don't forget, too, to download the free WW Radio app for your iPhone or Android device and check out everything else going on on the site as well, including our discussion forums. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube. Subscribe over in YouTube as well. Uh, please come by, rate and review the show and the app over on iTunes. Very helpful, very much appreciated. More importantly, don't forget to join us every Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, right here. WDW Radio Live, you can be part of this week's newscast. 
as you chat in the box. Please keep the conversation going both in uh, YouTube and on the WW Radio blog. I am Lou Mangiello from WW Radio. Thanks so much for watching. Have a great week, everybody. Create your own destiny. See ya. <laughs>